And good morning to you, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Looking forward to today's show, 520-790-2040 is your live line opportunity to join us today. The first half is just me and you, and I'd love to hear from you on the live line. Real live talk in real time uh, with real issue with real people about real issues. Uh, we're going to chat at the bottom of the hour with Julie Bonner, uh, the Director of Communications for Freefall Aerospace. Julie is moderating a conversation in our community later this week uh, about the space companies and opportunities in Tucson. It's a thing. I've been, uh, I've been uh, banging the drum about Tucson as the space city of the Southwest, not because I'm trying to manifest something that I'd like to see, but because uh, I'm merely trying to storytell what is already happening. How do we come around it in a bigger way? So we'll have that conversation. But first, uh, I want to talk about uh, the homelessness situation in uh, specifically the city of Tucson as kind of the urban anchor of the region. And I also want to, if we can get to it, give you an update on what I'm finding about Proposition 411, which is the city of Tucson's request to Tucson voters to continue a half-cent sales tax for another 10 years when it expires later this spring. So that's our show today. It goes fast. It always does. Uh, but I don't want to start uh, without saying good morning to our friend making the magic happen as always. Matt Neely, good morning. How are you, sir? Morning, Zach. How are you? <laughs> Good. Uh, Matt is the man behind the curtain. Uh, there are a million buttons being pushed. Uh, and uh, Matt, thanks for all you do. It's good to be with you. And uh, looking forward to our Wednesday Eve show. Absolutely. Wednesday Eve. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're, you're working the nicknames all the way back, aren't we? I am. Monday is the only day that gets called the day it is. Everything else is uh, well, Wednesday Eve, hump day, Friday Eve, and Friday. <laughs> so it's okay. It's all right. We got to keep ourselves a uh, positive attitude and uh, looking forward to something. Absolutely. So, so Matt, I mean, I, I think that you know, uh, anecdotally and visually, and just I think a gut sense of most Tucsonans, no matter where you fall philosophically on the issue, um, are noticing that homelessness uh, is increasing in our region i'm sure i mean you're you're on the air here in tucson matt uh, even more than i am and uh I'm, I'm sure we're you're hearing about it and you're seeing it and you can drive through our community and you can see it happening yes absolutely uh well there's numbers to 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 back that up and uh, I, I thought i would start the show um, by sharing that i think we we might be heading in the wrong direction uh, on this. And I wanted to flesh that out. I've been talking about housing a lot on the show. And my focus on housing is how do we create supply across the spectrum of incomes. When a lot of people talk about housing, they're talking about a certain kind of affordability or low-income housing. Uh, My interest is how do we create more supply? Yes, more luxury. Yes. Uh, more market rate, yes, 
more uh, workforce, yes, more affordable housing. How do we create more of that? A topic that I haven't touched on as much, and I want to start touching on it more, is homelessness. Pre-pandemic, there were 350 chronically unhoused people in Tucson, and now there are 600 plus estimated. So if you are driving around the city of Tucson and you're saying to yourself, I'm seeing more chronic unhousedness, I'm seeing more homelessness, you're not wrong. What your eyes see is what the data reflects. I'm reading up more on the homelessness crisis in San Francisco, and I'm not reading it on Fox News. I'm not reading it uh, on you know City Journal. Uh, I'm reading some in-depth research in long form on how did the situation in San Francisco get to where it is today, and the uh, the data is is worrying. You know, I listened last week to Tucson's mayor and council meeting, and council member Steve Kazachik was leading out on a conversation of the way that we uh, can solve what we're seeing, the way that we can, uh, you know, fix what we're seeing on golf links and along the highway and freeway on the west side is to basically centralize the problem by sanctioning homeless encampments. And you can start to see. Um, you, you know, the end of the movie of this is San Francisco. You can see pieces of the plot line starting to play out in Tucson. Tucson is uh, a going by uh, a housing first model where around the country, and this is federal policy, we see this in a lot of places where uh, there is this belief that if we provide uh, high quality housing uh, with no uh, requirements. Uh, we just put people in housing that it will solve the problem. And I think on paper um, it makes sense. But what we're seeing in San Francisco is that the problem is deeper. The, the problem is dealing with mental health. The problem is dealing with drug addiction. Uh, the, the, the problem is uh, that policy solutions are magnetizing an increase in homelessness without actually solving the problem that got people there in the first place. Uh, as I'm learning about what happens in San Francisco, I'm also learning what is happening, uh, what, what the Dutch are doing, uh, the conservative uh, bastion uh, that would uh, that would be Dutch philosophy on homelessness. Uh, the Dutch abide by uh, sufficient shelter for anyone who needs it. Shelter first, treatment first, housing earned. That instead of housing first, housing is earned. An understanding um, that people need a, a roof over their head, that our communities deserve plenty of shelter on both sides of the equation, that there is treatment to solve in so many ways the problem uh, that is keeping people in homelessness, and then housing is earned. Housing is earned through treatment plans, through job participation, and it's working. Now, this isn't to say that those who are unhoused 
uh, or experiencing homelessness are experiencing homelessness because of drug use, because that would be an incorrect uh, stereotype. But you think about the Tenderloin uh, neighborhood in San Francisco. Uh, you think about what you see uh, around a lot of homelessness is these are drug trafficking and addiction centers. And so often our urban policy on these issues exacerbates the problem. It, it feeds, it seeds, it invests in the drug trafficking and drug use uh, of folks who are on our streets. And again, as I'm reading up on what is happening in San Francisco, I can see the path to get there in Tucson. We're not going to wake up tomorrow and be San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco is beating out the Bostons, Austin, Seattle's. Name a big city where homelessness is a problem, and San Francisco has them beat every day. We're not going to wake up tomorrow in Tucson and be there, but we could wake up in Tucson two, three, four, five years from now uh, if we continue the path that we're on, um, and we will be there. Uh, policies like the Dutch are putting in place are saying, look, it's expensive to build apartments and housing units, a housing first model uh, for those who are experiencing homelessness. Let's instead invest those dollars uh, in an exponential way to create shelter for those who need it. We create treatment plans and then we do earned housing and it's working. And, and I think that is the approach that, that Tucson needs to be looking at. We don't have enough shelter. We don't have enough housing because I think we are following the path of the housing first model uh, that is not actually solving the problem. Now, what I don't want people to hear uh, is, you know, Zach wants housing, you know, wants homelessness sweeps, right? People who question the status quo on, ho on housing uh, are getting picketed at their homes, uh, are getting uh, derogatory terms thrown at them. There is an almost dogmatic religion around this topic that is hard to break through. So I want to be clear, this comes from a humanity first perspective on my part. But two years ago, there were 350 chronically unhoused people in Tucson. There are now 600 plus estimated. And the city of Tucson, quite frankly, is following the path of cities that are continually uh, getting things wrong and spending a lot of money to get things wrong. I'll close on this. This is not a philosophical issue for me. Uh, this is a real life issue for me. As many of you know, I'm a president of a neighborhood association and I'm starting to get more emails and more messages uh, from people um, asking about why we're seeing a spike in homelessness that is accompanied by drug use, why we are seeing communities that are, are being, uh, uh, that, are, that are seeing a lot of um, drug use and, and kind of the, the, the trash and stuff after that. Why are we seeing more of that? This is happening in Tucson, and I think there's a better way to manage it than what we're doing it. So that's an intro to, I think, a topic that I'm going to touch more on. I just haven't touched the issue. But again, we're seeing almost a 2x increase in chronically unhoused people, and we're following the path of policies that don't, that don't work holistically. And I think we have time to go a different direction in, in Tucson. So those are some of my thoughts. When we come back, uh, I'll talk a little bit about Proposition 411. The city of Tucson is asking Tucson voters uh, to approve a 10-year continuation of a half-cent sales tax uh, to cover neighborhood roads specifically. I'll share some of the things I'm seeing here and finding on that and hope it's helpful to you as you consider what are you going to do on the May ballot here in Tucson. We're just getting started here on Tipping Point on AM 1030 KVY The Voice.
trusted local news and talk all day, every day. 1030 The Voice. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Casser family wing of Latin American art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the sustainable strength system is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to sustainablestrengthsystem.com. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all this with the Arizona. Good morning to you. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. This segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall. They're serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger for their most up-to-date hours. And mention that you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for a 15-1-5% discount uh, on your meal. So here's my question for you, Matt, uh, is if I go in and say I'm Zach Yenser from Tipping Point, do you think I get the 15% discount? You'd better. You carry a lot of weight around here, Zach. <laughs> well, I'm having lunch there later this week uh, with a friend, and uh, and we'll, we'll test we'll test it out. Um, we'll we'll see it. We'll see if Rogers gets the Rogers rate. There you go. <laughs> uh, but 15, no, seriously, one, guys. Five. 
<laughs> Team 1-5. But seriously, guys, you get to support a great local business, good men and women running good business in Tucson, people who love this city, a small business in downtown Tucson, and you get a discount for it. It just uh, just doesn't get better than that. Uh, I started the show talking about homelessness in Tucson and the path I see it taking uh, with almost a doubling in chronically unhoused uh, people in Tucson. And we know how the movie ends. How many times have I said this on the show about many things, whether it is public safety, whether it is housing, whether it is economic development, whether it is homelessness, the, 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 the end point of the journey is never unclear. Tucson can look to the other 32 cities that are bigger than it uh, in the country and figure out if we do X, then Y will happen. Input equals output. And yet we keep doing the wrong inputs uh, on so many levels. And that's the stuff that I question uh, on the show. Uh, We're going to have Julie Bonner with us on the other side talking about uh, the space city of the Southwest. Not something that I wish it to be, but something that is, and we merely need to tell the story. So I'm looking forward to that um, at the uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, real fast, I wanted to tell you that I'm continuing to look at Proposition 411, which is going to be on the City of Tucson's ballot in May. It's uh, an ask of City of Tucson voters to extend the Proposition 101 half-cent sales tax that is just finishing its first term of five years uh, and it is being asked for 10 years more. And I wanted to share that even though I have been a fairly vocal advocate for it because to get Tucson's neighborhood streets, which have not been touched and repaired and maintained in decades, it's a $600 million ask. And we could become a Phoenix-size economic engine tomorrow, and I don't think you raise $600 million uh, fast enough, long enough to repair the problem. Would I like to see economic development grow the pie, create more resources to solve more problems so that 100% of our road repair is covered by the general fund? You betcha. Would I like to see as much HERF dollars uh, be used to keep roads up? You betcha. But I'm a pragmatist. That's not where we're at today, period. And you can be a philosopher. You can say this is how the world should be. And you and I would probably agree on the philosophy, but you have to step over into pragmatism and go there is a hole that we cannot quickly dig out of. Uh, This is a good way to do it. However, there have been a couple numbers that have stood out to me as, as kind of concerning, to be honest. Uh, and I have some answers, and I'm happy to share those with you. Uh, but when I was looking at TucsonDelivers.TucsonAZ.gov, you can see a breakdown of dollars raised and where they're going and what projects are happening. Uh, and uh, what I saw on the website is that 35 to 40% of the dollars raised have been spent and 35 to 40 percent of the of the roads that were promised to be repaired have been touched so i'm not blindly going into this and just saying support 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 i am supportive of it but only after doing a deep dive in the numbers and for those of you who are looking at those numbers here's what i found done a lot of asking around done a lot of calling around um and here's what's kind of happening there 
Um, what was interesting to find out uh, is that Prop 101 products didn't really start until January of 2019. Um, and that is because the money had to be raised and the planning had to be done to start the project. So the first project for Prop 101 started uh, January 2019. Um, the sales tax, uh, this one sunsets end of June, uh, but the dollars will continue to be there to be spent. There is a surplus of dollars raised, which is good news for Tucsonans. Uh, and uh, there are basically the process is um, that contractors, that, that people whose business is to build things don't want a one-off projects. They're not going to go fix a quarter mile on its own. These things have to be packaged for economies of scale. And so the city will wait uh, until there's four, five, six, seven projects ready to go. They'll bid those out. It'll get bid on. And then the construction companies go out and, and do the job. So there's a couple of local packages right now and a couple of arterial packages um, that are being worked on right now that will significantly cut into um, that 60 to 65 percent gap in dollars spent versus raised and roads fixed versus promised. And, and there's the city estimates that by the, by the summer of 2023 that all projects will be completed. Uh, and these projects will be different from Proposition 411. So the pots of money aren't going to be combined. They'll be separate. What voters said they want in 2017 will be done by summer of 2023 uh, is what I'm told. Um, and then 411 is going to completely focus on different local roads than what voters said they wanted with Prop 101. So that made me feel a little better uh, because I think by and large, you know, th there is still a question of can we can we spend, plan, design, and execute these projects faster? And I think the answer is yes. Um, but it's not because the dollars aren't there or are going to a different place. And that's the piece that, of course, I wanted to focus on. Are we being fiscally uh, responsible and fiscally effective with the dollars that the city of Tucson uh, voters gave to the city uh, to the city to use. Um, but it's interesting to me, and I'm bringing it up because as I started to say, hey, I think we need Prop 411 in this community, a lot of people say, well, I, I don't know because I haven't seen anything get done with the dollars. And I thought that was kind of interesting until I started to dig into the numbers and go, you know what, if you're saying that, it might be because you're right. At this moment, there's a lot of projects to be done, a lot of dollars to be spent. Um, but that process is rapidly accelerating here in 2022 ahead of 2023. So I wanted to share that. I'm not blindly in support of Prop 411. I think we need it. And if the question is, is Tucson delivering on the promises it made? After honestly, guys, seven to 10 days of making a lot of phone calls and trying to figure this out, I think you can still say yes. Um, and so I feel better about continuing to say that I think I'm going to say yes to Prop 411 um, in May. When we come back, we're going to completely shift gears. J Julie Bonner is with us uh, on the other side. She's the Director of Communications for Freefall Aerospace. We're going to talk about the space industry in Tucson the rest of the way. Don't go anywhere, Tucson. We'll be right back here on AM 1030 KVOI The Voice.
The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. This is Kate Delaney. Tune in later tonight as we talk about everything that happened throughout your day. Tonight at 10 on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, the in-depth news, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. And uh, before we get in, I want to also shout out this segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall, and they're serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream, milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger for their most up-to-date hours. And you can get 15, 1-5% off your next meal by mentioning that you heard about them uh, on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. And uh, Julie Bonner is our guest with us. And Julie, I was telling Matt, uh, who uh, who's uh, making the magic happen on the other side of the glass today, that I'm going for lunch this week. And so I'm going to test out whether I get the Rogers raid or not. <laughs> I was just so. going to say, it's only um, 9.30, and I just got really hungry <laughs> listening to this description about Love Burger. Have you been? No, not yet. So You know the people, though, right, probably? Nick Fox and... Kind of uh, that crew there, oh, the so fifth in Congress I'm, team. Oh, so I'm sure it's going to be excellent. It's incredible. It's in the old uh, Diablo Burger nice. location. So perfect. Well, you're you're here downtown with me, yes. And uh, you could probably go and 
get your 15% after this if you want. Sounds good. A burger for breakfast. <laughs> I'm down. Sounds good. I might take a nap, though, in a little. <laughs> right. Right. We kicked off the show today. By the way, if you missed it, you can check it back out on the podcast. We were talking about homelessness in Tucson. I talk about housing a lot on this program. Homelessness and hunt housed uh, the unhoused challenge is something that I haven't talked as much about, but it's time now. It's clearly time now, so we hit on it. We also talked about a transportation half-cent sales tax proposal City of Tucson voters will get to talk about and vote on in May. But now we are turning to one of my most favorite topics to talk about, and that is the Space City of the Southwest, which is of course Tucson. Julie Bonner is with us, the Director of Communications for Freefall Aerospace, and just in general a community champion for what the space industry is doing in Tucson and Arizona. And uh, you're a pro on the show now. You've been on so many times. It's always good to be with you, Julie. How are you? I'm good. And you? Doing well. We, we jumped right to Talking Burgers <laughs> and forgot to say hello, but it's okay. We we got there. Yeah. So, so Julie... Again, I know you're with Freefall Aerospace, a very successful uh, space technology company in Tucson. But zoom out for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us your pitch of why Tucson is primed to be a major uh, player in space exploration and technologies here in the region. One thing um, I was going to say is I love how you you are always championing for things in Tucson. You're talking about this proposition. and. One thing I think is that the space industry here in Tucson, aerospace, I'm sure people may think of that with Tucson, but um, where things are headed, heading with space, there's quite a few companies right here in Tucson that are doing amazing things that people may not know about. Right. And, um, and there's a lot of good reasons, um, you know, why they're located in Tucson. And for example, with Freefall Aerospace, I've talked about it in the past, but we're actually a spinoff from the University of Arizona. So it's a perfect tie-in with the university, um, a pipeline of fantastic engineers, and um, and the support through like the U of A uh, tech park and incubation program. And so there's all these things, I think, in place to help these companies that are focused on space really grow. I also think, obviously, we have a um, lower cost of living. We have space <laughs> for space, <laughs> not to be... Uh, nerdy but um but you know companies like worldview and paragon and freefall and phantom so there's all these amazing companies that are growing right here you may not know about but uh arizona and specifically i think tucson is a fantastic place to grow for sure yeah i want to circle back to that in a minute but speak to i mean these are companies and i would include freefall in that that are beyond the startup phase this is this is i I don't know if it's like a nascent industry i mean not only is is the university of arizona a top in the nation invests millions of dollars into research but like the Paragon story. I was trying to find the amount of dollars they just got. Maybe you have it off the top of your head, but... I, I'm not sure, but I, I was just reading about the new NASA contract. Right. Um, they had just re- gotten earned, and um, and I think that has to do with sort of a lunar exploration, and Paragon focuses on um, creating life support systems uh, for astronauts. It's so cool. Uh, a few months ago, through the Arizona Space Business Roundtable, 
uh, that Stephen Fleming runs, I brought my son, Seaver, who's 11, and it was so fun to hear Grant Anderson talk about what they're doing at Paragon. And afterwards, Seaver said, you know, I like Freefall, but I think I want to work at Paragon. <laughs> it's it's really cool. Um, so uh, it's exciting. Uh, our local companies here are, are getting these really cool contracts with NASA and really big things on the horizon. Give me the top five to seven players. I mean, I'm thinking Vector, Paragon. Uh, Phantom. Um, so Jim Cantrell is with Phantom Space, um, Worldview. And, and what's cool about these companies is um, – it's diverse. It's all. It's related to space. But for example, Worldview is talking about space tourism, and Phantom is is will be providing the rockets to get your cubesats to space. And then Freefall is talking about the antenna technology for telecommunications. And then um, the other one. Oh, and then I mentioned Paragon, Paragon. life support system. Mm-hmm. So really cool companies right here, all having to do with space, but all these just different parts that are really important in um, space exploration and commerce in the future. Yeah, I mean, NASA's pouring buckets of dollars here in this community. We think of Houston, of course, as a space-centric community. Are there are there other communities around the country that are this invested in, in space exploration and space technologies? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm sure. Like in Florida, uh, I visited Kennedy Space Center with my yeah. with Seaver, um pretty recently, and so I think of Florida. I think of Houston, um, stuff happening out of California, but I just think uh, it's really exciting. Arizona as a whole, um, with the sport, like you said, with the universities tying with the universities tying in with the Arizona Technology Council. Um, there's a lot of support, and I think the more we build a- awareness about what we're doing. Um, the more opportunities we have. And these companies are hiring um, here, too. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was almost a leading question because I can't think of too many cities. I think Tucson is in a very small group of metros around the country that that is really doubling down, either on purpose or accident, on this industry. And I think of the U of A's collaboration with Raytheon and hypersonics research. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. layers of this. Mm-hmm. You started talking about why Tucson. Go into that a little bit more, because it's always a combination of talent. It's a combination of kind of this cluster type thing where companies will go, well, if I can find talent in similar organizations and there's a university invested mm-hmm. in this, then maybe I can be in an environment that works. So what are the assets that Tucson has that is really driving this explosion on the space tech and explore, ex, uh, exploration side? I can probably speak best to being at Freefall. And so um, you've had Doug Stetson on in the past. Yeah. He's our CEO. Doug lives in Pasadena, um, but he commutes here. And it's because he decided we should have Freefall Aerospace headquartered right here in Tucson, being a spinoff from the U of A. And like I mentioned, some of the, the benefits are um, tying in with the U of A, that support. Um, we're even partnering with them with this U, it's a UARC program, I think, but it's like connecting us to possible DOD um, partnerships. And then one thing I didn't mention is like funding. So uh, Fletcher McCusker with U of A Venture Capital, he's our seed funder and that's really important and I know he focuses on investing in technology coming out of the University of Arizona so there's this ecosystem that's happening here where you can have an idea at the U of A and our other co-founder Chris Walker he's still a professor of astronomy at the U of A so you have this idea and then you go through the incubator program and then 
uh, fast forward, your company headquartered here, now hiring more students, say, from the U of A, um, getting funding from another a local investor. So it's, there's all these things in place, I think, to really grow and build. And then Tucson, we're just collaborative. And I love um, the collaboration, even, even between these different space companies I'm talking about. We all know each other, support each other, um, see each other at like different conferences and stuff like that. So it's just um, that Tucson collaborative nature and then this, these things that we have in place here. Love it. We're with Julie Bonner, the Director of Communications for Free Fall Aerospace. That's as good a place as any to take a pause. We're going to go to our next break, our final break of the hour. When we come back, I want to talk about the future of this conversation. We've been talking about the landscape of the present uh, with Julie Bonner. I want to talk about where do, where do we go with this and what is the possibilities for these companies for Tucson and how do we as Tucsonans help push this along as well. That and more coming up on the other side with Julie Bonner, Freefall Aerospace. We'll be right back on Tipping Point, AM 1030 KVY The Voice. Source for trusted local news and talk. 1030, The Voice. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Impact of Southern Arizona serves 52 zip codes in Pima and Pinal counties and reinvests $2.5 million a year into the community. Join us for our Impact Expo on Tuesday, March 2nd at the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center, where we'll be bringing a national speaker along with local partners and the community together to talk about how we can help people move from just getting by in a getting ahead world to improving their life in our region. Go to impactsoaz.org for more information and to support Impact of Southern Arizona in improving lives and inspiring futures. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. 
And we're back Tucson and all of Southern Arizona here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM1030 KVY The Voice, joined by Julie Bonner, the Director of Communications for Free Fall Aerospace. So we set the table, so to speak, in the first segment, Julie, of what is happening in the present, this burgeoning, growing, scaling space technologies and exploration uh, industry. I tell the story, Julie, of Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh went through a 20 to 30 year focused investment on robotics and automation. And what was interesting is that at the time, that was the industry of the future. People didn't really know what it was, couldn't quite see it, but that was the industry of the future. And I think that space and space exploration is that industry that today a lot of people have a hard time getting their arms around but I think it's the industry of the next 10 or 15 years. So Tucson's at this right time uh, to lean into it. What's the future? How does, let's start here. How does Tucson support the space technologies industry better? Um, I think earlier we talked about it a little bit, but I would say um, uh, awareness of what's going on. So like some of these companies I mentioned, one thing to easily do is follow um, these companies online on Twitter, um, and if you're not on there, Facebook, LinkedIn. Actually, LinkedIn is probably one of my favorite places to see what's going on. But um, hearing about what they're doing, and you know, there's events that are put on around town um, featuring these companies and supporting in um, just understanding, and then whether eventually, if you're an investor, like investing in, in these companies and helping them grow, or you're in politics, like supporting um, things that will help. And I know I mentioned the Arizona Technology Council, and you know, that's a part of what they do too. They really um, look out for what is best for the technology companies here in Arizona. So I think um, being a part of organizations like that and learning more about what we're doing is, is like step one. It's not even with dollars, it's more like mm-hmm. sharing something. If you see online, it's really cool. Share it on LinkedIn and, and help, um, help our economy and to these Tucson companies grow. Do you think that, and I don't mean this as a political question or anything like that, Julie Bonner, but, you know, again, for something like this to take off, no pun intended, we need for, you know, electeds and public policy figures to be linking arms with the private sector. And we need the whole private sector, not just your sector of it, but the whole private sector to be linking arms with the university. Mm -hmm. And, like, there needs to be a super collaborative Uh, understanding and leaning into this for it to be what I think it can be. My sense is that we don't have that yet in Tucson. It's possible. No one's against this, but I don't think we have that yet. What is your perspective as someone who's in this every day? I feel like um, it's it's a little dis... I would say a little disjointed and, and you know, when I go to conferences like this uh, space symposium in Colorado Springs or Doug was just at the small sat um, symposium in California, you know, we, we see, we'll see Paragon there, you know, like, like we are at these really big conferences yeah. with these other fantastic space companies. And then you come back to Tucson and, and people may not even, you know, you, right. you don't know exist. And mm-hmm. even with free fall, like, oh, I drive by that sign. And I was like, oh yeah, I designed that sign. Like, this is what we're doing. Um, and so, I think um, coming up with a, even 
statewide or or at least Tucson or statewide campaign um, with branding for like these space businesses would be amazing. I know Zach, you would be great at it, and and that's the stuff I really like to do, and for that's sure. what I, how I help free fall. So. Um, I think there's there's definitely opportunity with that and uh, to get people more excited and aware of what, what's happening right here. For sure. Yeah, this is the part that bugs the crap out of me, and I mean this playfully and lovingly, <laughs> is the state has noticed Tucson. You know, I think about the New Economy Initiative, which is on the lips of everybody in Phoenix. You don't hear about it in Tucson. But the New Economy Initiative was the border regions and the state legislature funneling money to our universities to say, ASU, you're great at engineering. We're going to give you dollars to do that. Tucson and the U of A, you're great at space tech and exploration, mining, and health sciences. We're going to give dollars from the state legislature to help fund that research. What what I get a kick out of is that Tucson is often the last to figure out what we're good at. Mm. You know, you can go to the other side of the country and people know about Paragon and Freefall, right? Tucson's a great space city. You can go to the state legislature in Phoenix. Tucson's a great space city. Here in Tucson, we don't know. <laughs> and we should be the first and best ambassadors, and we just don't know. That's true. We don't own our own story. And you and I are communications marketing yes. people, so now this is our field, right, <laughs> yeah. is marketing and story. I mentioned to you at Tucson International Airport, you know, there was a time when you walked out of the plane, welcome to Optics Valley. Mm-hmm. And Optics Valley is still a thing, for sure. But what if there was that kind of similar, you know, community branding around Space City of the Southwest or whatever it is? Yeah. I think we need that. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, now that, you know, we're getting through this pandemic and things are opening back up, you know, I'm so excited to be back in the community. Like, like I'm right here in person with you, and it's exciting. Um, so I think as... Um, events are more in person and um, you can have those like collaborative that collaborative energy happening again I think there's a big uh, there's a big exciting and inspiring time coming up absolutely yeah. I've said for years on this show we have to have our foot in the pothole and one foot on the moon and I almost <laughs> always mean figuratively right we need to be solving homelessness and fixing potholes and fixing roads mm-hmm. um, the unsexy stuff that makes the sexy things happen like mm-hmm. space city of the mm-hmm. southwest mm-hmm. in this case we literally need to have our foot on the moon and we can there's another moon race happening yeah. so what does it look like for Tucson to be solving the issues on the ground and then moonshotting again no pun intended the big ideas for the future that's our responsibility yeah and i think we juggle one or the other at the expense of the other and right. it can be better and you want you want to have a great place um we're talking about these companies right here and you want to have a great experience for um people to live here and whether we get to bring some people over from california or somewhere else we want to make sure the roads are all right so they don't get sick of it. So right. so I like that analogy. It's really good. For sure. So you mentioned that you're getting out into the community. There's an event tomorrow, yes. which I guess is kind of what spurred this on. Yeah. Not necessarily as a promo for tomorrow, but you are leading a community conversation um, with uh, professionals in this industry. I think you have four or five speakers. You're moderating. You yes. put it together yeah. with the Arizona Tech Council. What are you yeah. What are you hoping to story tell tomorrow? Well, I'm really excited. You know, some of the questions you're asking me are some of the questions I'm going to be asking the panelists tomorrow, and um, I'm excited to moderate. And it's Doug Stetson of Freefall Aerospace, Jim Contrell of Phantom, Ryan Hartman of Worldview, and Grant Anderson of Paragon, where it's actually going to be at Paragon. So I'm um, cool very uh, thankful that they're hosting. Um, But I'm going to be talking to them about, um, you know, 
their technology and updates with their technology. And I'm seeing this fantastic news, like I said, of um, NASA contracts and and new updates and plans for 2023. Um, so we're going to talk about that, but I'm going to talk about also how did they get into the space industry? And that's a big conversation I love to have. You know, I'm not an engineer and I came into this um, kind of in, in an interesting way, um, but but I, I love this industry and I think there's a lot of opportunity for people that aren't engineers to be a part of this exciting, um, I guess, time. That's so cool. You, you mentioned the moon. The University of Arizona earlier this week got $7.5 million to prevent, it's called cislunar traffic jam. So this is a picture of how wild this is. In real time, this is. Uh, the world wants to send people back to the moon in 2025. There's this kind of private public sector competition. Um, and so we're starting to put out satellites and other payloads to orbit the moon. But then there's all these artificial objects. And so if you're setting stuff up, are they going to get hit? And like, what's the right traffic pattern and path? And uh, the Air Force Research Laboratory Space Vehicles Directorate has given the U of A $7.5 million to, as the Tucson Sentinel says, get a handle on this loony, looming lunar traffic jam. Well, say that five times. <laughs> that's okay. I said it once and I got through it. We're going to leave it there. But I mean, that's awesome. Come on. Yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, I just think it's exciting. 2025 is not that far away. No. And what I've learned being in this industry now is. Uh, Wow, things things can take a long time to develop with technology. Um, uh, free falls antennas finally um, flying this summer um, in space, and so that's exciting. And you know those things can get pushed back, and so time time literally flies when you're you're talking about technology in, in space. For sure, you know, and I, this may be a little bit off topic, but I thought I, I kind of my eyebrow raised in the early days of the space force. Mm. It just kind of I don't know like it was just it was very new and I'm a I'm a new things guy but that one kind of threw me it's a thing I mean the world and our, the nations on this planet are now figuring out what does life look like for us on other planets in this kind of interstellar interplanetary um, national security race mm -hmm. is happening mm -hmm. and Tucson, whether we know it or not, is right in the center of this crazy future we can't fully see yet. Well, and there's, um, it's interesting uh, policies that are happening and like talking about who has rights to what in space and on the Arizona Space Business Roundtable, there's a great speaker that talked about those things. So if anyone's interested, that's a monthly thing people can come oh, to cool. with Stephen Fleming and learn just different topics about space every month, which is which is so cool. That's very cool. We have one minute left, Julie, and uh, if people want to attend the event that you put on tomorrow, is there a way we can still do that? Yeah, I would check out Arizona Technology Council's website under Tucson Events, and you'll see this um, Tucson uh, Arizona Space Innovator panel listed there, and they could learn more and register. So it's going to be really fun. I'm so excited. Sounds good. I'm going to have to catch the replay, unfortunately, but you'll have to fill me in on the other side. And thanks Definitely. for the preview today. Sure, you're welcome. I feel lucky today. So, Julie Bonner, Director of Communications for Freefall Aerospace, thanks for coming on to share with us the uh, incredible space companies and opportunities here in Tucson. Anything I can do to support the mission, again, no pun intended, uh, let me know. I'm here for it. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Julie. That does it for our show today. When we come back tomorrow, we'll be with uh, Pastors Jeff Loxton and Damond Holt. 
We'll be talking about post-COVID trauma. We're talking about it with kids in schools, human trafficking. We're going to talk about what does it look like on the other side of COVID. Ruben Navarrete is the nation's most widely read syndicated Latino columnist. We get his view on national issues on a weekly basis. He'll be with us as well. Hugh Hewitt's up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon in Tucson. We'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday at 9 a.m. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. Thank you.